I'm good. How are you? I'm over being inside. <laughs> <laughs> Is this quarantine day 57? It feels like 57. I don't fucking, well, I don't know. It's Blur's Day, isn't it? As much as I know. I'm a little I drunk right now. fully thought it was Monday all today and today during my meetings. And everyone was bad? like, no, it's, it's Tuesday. Oh, well, that's um, fun. Love that. But in other news, we have a special guest. Oh, we this is do. Gay Space. <laughs> Every fucking week. Every fucking week. Who What's are you? Your name? <laughs> Jesus, we're so put together. I'm Tracy. And I'm Mike. Uh, this week, Welcome our to our Gay, gay Space. space. <laughs> wow. We're so good at this. <laughs> Not being in the same room really fucks with me a lot. <laughs> uh, yeah. Anyways, our guest this week is T-Rex from Chicago. Greetings, fellow quarantineagers. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my God. How's it going? Oh, it's good. How are you? I am kind of keeping busy in a way where like uh, when I am actually doing work for the three hours of the day, I'm like, oh, this is a lot. But then every, (laughs) I'm still waking up at like 2 p.m., and then I'm like, well, should I pour some wine? <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I saw something the other day and it was like, there's no more time. It's just coffee time or alcohol time. So yeah, I think kind of feeling right like now. that. Yeah, that, yeah. Yeah. I don't know. As long as you don't I, become like a daytime crazy alcoholic, I guess you can kind of limbo it. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. I, uh, I was the first week of this, I was like, I'm going to keep a normal schedule where I get up at you know, 8.30 and I'm going to go to bed at 11 and that lasted about three days and now it's 2 a.m. until 8, yeah. 8 in the morning, 10 in the morning, sometimes 2 in the afternoon. Just depends on how I feel when I wake up. Do you have pets? I do. I get up long enough to take the dog for a walk and then I go back to bed. Do you feel like they're going to be like PTSD once you leave after hanging out with you for two months? <laughs> I feel like he's over me and ready for me to go back to work. Oh, respect. <laughs> oh, absolutely. He like he like rolls his eyes at me every day when I'm like, good morning. And he's like, fuck you, bitch. Get Still out of here. Still here, ho? Or are you finally leaving? <laughs> Keep right. Why are you ladies. in my house so much? Right. <laughs> uh, have you been trying to keep to a regular schedule, T-Rex? I have not. You know, I don't really keep a regular schedule anyways because, like, drag is my full time. So, like, I go to bed at four every day no matter what. And I, I usually wake up around, like, 11 or 12 but it's just all going out the window now as long as i'm getting my shit done it doesn't really bother me and i you know i uh yeah i'm i'm missing i really am like missing like human connection i'm an only Mm -hmm. child and like i love to just go out and like be in a body of people and just you know like i just want to be like Mm. pushed around by people in a club right now (laughs) like that's what (laughs) sensory you know that's what i'm craving but I, I really do like, as an only child, I do like my time alone. I don't mind it as long as I'm getting my work done uh, and policing myself um, and not getting too fucking lazy. Uh, I actually, <laughs> I don't mind the time alone. Like, I kind of like it. Like, I live in a studio and I don't have a cat or anything. I don't even have a plan. I'm just relaxing. <laughs> <laughs> you only got to worry about you. <laughs> yep. Me and um, 
Me and Netflix, girl. Thanks for getting serious. <laughs> I feel what? like I've watched everything on Netflix, and I feel like I've watched everything on Pornhub, and like I do you just have, do you have can't Amazon do Prime? anything else. I do, yeah. So Amazon Prime just added uh, in January uh, a new app with IMDb. Have mm-hmm. you seen it? No, not um, yet. So they have a bunch of movies and TV shows that are free only on there. So I just watched Adam's Ooh. Family Values, one of my favorite movies. Paddington, another one of my favorite movies. I just watched, started watching Drop Dead Diva. Like, there's, like, the new Blade oh, Runners shit. on there. Yeah, they have oh, a lot wow. of random shit. It's, like, I'm random, gonna... uh, 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 like, sequels and then just shit you haven't seen forever. And then, like, uh, big name shit. But, yeah, it's all free. But it's on, it's through IMDb DB for your uh, TV um, I'm yeah. writing that down right now so that I can see have... later. Yeah, if you have Amazon Prime. Mm-hmm. Uh, other than Netflix, how are you staying busy? Um, man, it's funny. Like the first few days, I was like, "Well, I guess what, we we were like two and a half weeks into this." I mm-hmm. I say first few days. First six days, I was like, "I'm doing nothing. Leave me alone. I am not a community leader. I am." tired i am raggedy i don't have any answers because you know for the first week or so i mean literally there was just question marks on everything and and as someone yeah. who kind of puts stuff together every time i would kind of go online it was like hey do you know when berlin's opening back up or when the show started <laughs> I was like, no but i do know i'm closing my phone and going to sleep like i don't want to talk to anyone <laughs> but at this point it's like okay now we need to really shake a leg and uh I, we uh have been we did three shows on instagram live uh and they did really well they averaged like you know between like four and five hundred uh people at a time and like that's upwards amazing 2.5 thousand of like for a whole broadcast and and the uh the queens and kings did good on tips which is nice so we are currently working on moving over to twitch which is more of an ordeal than it sounds like um, but Trey, who's a producer of my podcast, is uh, is my right hand man, and so he's kind of uh, helping me move everything over there. But you can't have any bras, any underwears. Um, you... On tw- oh, you have to be fully clothed the whole time. Yeah, because what happened when it first started is a lot of uh, cam girls would get on there and just like pretend to play like Mario Kart and just like have a bra on, and so that was just like how they would scare money, which is hey, respect. <laughs> But I guess they, they don't want, like, that kind of atmosphere. They want to keep it more PG-13 than just, like, here's my boobs. <laughs> well, they caught on. Doing, but I'll be doing it in an internal neck. Right? They caught on <laughs> They got onto Mike's video gameplay. Yeah. They're in a bra doing nothing. <laughs> Look at my yeah, big so, knockers. <laughs> just, just uh, yeah, just trying to do that, but I don't know. It's it's a lot of like, you know, do work for two hours and then for another two hours, just get high and just watch TV. I mean, honestly, if you can take the moment of like clarity, if you can, to just yeah. fucking chill, because when we do get back to work, that shit is going to hit us hard. So take your time, eat good food, do some face masks. Oh, I just Ooh, did some yes. foot mask. Ooh, made my... my feet look like a, a tiny baby oh it's just amazing <laughs> i'm just taking care of myself i've never had cleaner nails i mean i'm taking my oh. vitamins regularly i'm just you know just doing it clean yeah. around the house constantly that's the shit we need to be doing right now and i've like, ch- i've literally cleaned out every closet twice right and like yes. thrown shit away i've um 
caught up on all of the stuff I needed to do. Like I've done laundry every day because I had like <laughs> six weeks of laundry left behind. Like, Jesus. I don't know how now, I only wear four t-shirts. So I don't know how that fucking happens. And now your house is in order and you like don't, yeah. like I feel like one of those normal people who like doesn't go out a lot and you know, yeah. in their free time, they just like clean up around the house. And I'm like, oh, I could probably become this person in my normal life. Cause I'm very much like, I come home from the gig everything stays in the suitcase until I need it. And an hour before I frantically throw everything against the wall. And then it looks like that for the next day. And then eventually I clean that up, but now I'm behind on this. And you know, I'm just kind of, uh, I like to, I like to have my relaxing time until I'll come home from the shows and just collapse. And uh, now it's made me way better about just kind of like, you know, keep just keep it active around the house it's made me realize like how quickly you can just clean your house up real quick you know like yeah no it takes 10 minutes to make it it takes 10 minutes to make the bed in the morning and get everything prepared for work right that's it especially when i like i live alone so like if i'm just like meh let it chill like who cares (laughs) like no one's gonna clock me for it you know so yeah uh, absolutely that's hilarious Well, cool. Well, um, so what we're going to do now is we're going to do like a regular old interview for our listeners that may not know who you are or never have been to Chicago before, um, which they have people they sound awful. Been, right? They need to go. <laughs> Chicago's, Chicago's my favorite city. I love it. <laughs> Me um, too. Okay. So when you started drag, what <laughs> what inspired you to start drag? Was it you're just walking around and you're like, Hey, I could put a wig on or a dare or how did you well, start drag? I was actually looking at my phone the other day and I realized for the last few years, whenever people ask me how long I've been doing drag, I just said, you know, like six or seven years. I've been saying that for about four years. And I realized that this is my 10 year anniversary of doing drag, Holy which is shit. fucking insane. <laughs> when I actually looked at it, I was like, you dumbass, this was 2010. Uh, but uh, yeah, I, I met a drag queen named Roberta Cleveland and uh, she uh, was just this like fabulous drag queen and I became friends with her and um, she actually moved away after she started putting me in drag. But um, yeah, the story is that she used to go out and drag and I, you know, kind of was like, Ooh, maybe I want to do this. And I asked her if she'd help me and she said no. And then she went out and she saw me in drag and she said, Oh my God, come here. You look fucking awful. So (laughs) really like, it was really like a sympathy thing. Like I had to really show her how rough it can be without her. She's like, just come here. I can't put that in the world again. I can't allow this. So, <laughs> so yeah. Um, and then she moved to Detroit and she has a kid now and a husband and she's transitioned and she's got a whole new life. Uh, she doesn't Good even perform her. anymore. Yeah. She doesn't That's even perform amazing. anymore. I love that. Yeah. She was a shit man, but she just got me interested in it. And, uh, I, I used to go to drag matinee before I owned it, I, obviously. And we would just go it was every every two weeks. And uh, then they asked me if I wanted to do it because there was, you know, 10, nine years ago, there was 20 drag queens in the city uh, that were working in Boys Town. And they were like, I don't know, you're new. Do you want to do it? And I was like, sure. Sure. <laughs> and then uh, I had nothing else to offer. I looked like shit. I couldn't lip sync to save my fucking life. I looked fucking horrible. <laughs> like, and uh, so I was like, well, I'll just pack this fucking show. And so I did, you know, my best. And I just promoted the living shit out of it. And we had a packed house. And after the first show, they said, do you want to do this show again? Because obviously you're bringing something to it. If, it, if it's not, uh, 
looks are charm. <laughs> so they, they hired me. They hired me, and then the show kind of uh, disintegrated within the next like year and a half. To the the host like stopped doing drag, and there was just a lot of chaos behind the scenes. And uh, I just kind of raised my hand to security or to security to um, to management and just said, "Hey, if you guys want me to run this, here's all my ideas. Here's how I would change it." And I said, "Okay." And that was like six years ago, and I've been doing it ever since. So yeah, it's probably the most well-oiled like drag show i've been in in a while like thank you it's so good I, I mean i know that we do fifteen thousand numbers down here every night yeah. but like the two numbers a night like it felt like it goes by like i felt like i had more time in between numbers but it felt like i mean it was just so well run that i was like oh thank i can you. chill for a second like i'm not running around trying to throw my wig on my head real quick while I'm walking up the stairs. <laughs> well, like when I first started, it was super chaotic behind the scenes. So I, and I couldn't control anything. So it always drove me crazy because they were, you know, there was like fights and screaming and yelling and chaos. And, you know, these people are 40 minutes late and are we going to start the show on time? No, we're going to start an hour and a half after the posted time. And there was just nothing consistent about it. And when right. I started hosting it, uh, before I even like took over, I was like, you guys, like, I feel like I can't be on my game as the host if, you know, every time I say someone's name, no one comes out. Like, I feel like an asshole. And then I have to go stretch for 10 minutes. Like, come on. Like, I feel like a dope. Like, yeah. so my whole thing is logistics. Like, I can go up and, and feel my most confident at, at hosting a smooth-ass show if I know that I have Trey, our stage manager, also, mm -hmm. uh, you know, producer of the podcast, kind of my right-hand man overall. Uh, if I have all of that covered if i know he knows where to you know how to put out the small fires and i don't have to worry yeah. about that so yeah. yeah logistics is a huge thing to me i don't like to leave anything up to questions like i mm -hmm. every week i probably spend like two or three hours just like setting the lineup and like just making sure the show is diverse and 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 uh, includes you know a little bit of everything and just I don't know it's it's a labor of love but it's something I love putting time into it's right it's fun it shows I mean it, it shows. shows yeah thank yeah, you yeah it definitely shows we love Mike and I talk about it all the time even when thank we're you. not there <laughs> mostly thank we you. just talk about you behind your back but yeah <laughs> well. Um, <laughs> Um, I don't know if we, so you host the show at, uh, it's a nightclub in Chicago, Berlin. And uh -huh. um, so what's different what, about your drag is that you mainly host. What made yeah. you decide to do that? It was like, you just don't want to lip sync or you just kind of found your niche. Um, when I first kind of decided I want to host and like, it, it wasn't like a clean break. It was like, yeah, I'll host, but like, um, or I'll, I'll do a number, but like, I love to host. And like, it was like, we want three from you. And I was like, okay, what if I do two? And then I was like, okay, what if I do one? And like, um, and definitely in the beginning, people were like, well, she's, you know, she's not even performing. Like, what's the point? Like, why would you hire someone to just be the host? And uh, I was like, I don't know, because like, maybe it's because I grew up in theater and like, you have to have enough awareness of like, if you're good at a thing, you do the thing. If you're a singer, you go yeah. into musicals. If you're an actor, if you're a comedian, whatever, you know what to audition for and you know what to bring people. You shouldn't be like, I should be a jack of all trades. I don't like this, but I'm going to do it because I want to show off. Like, no, I'm not good at performing it. I, I, I don't like doing it. It just makes me uncomfortable. Mm -hmm. Like, it's not my thing. Do I like to watch other people perform? 
every night of the week I could go to <laughs> the biggest, the best, the worst, the lowest gut bucket drag show, whatever. I just oh. love to see a drag show. Like, um, so I don't know. I just, I, I always, it's funny until I got the critiques of people being like, basically telling me that it was like uh, stupid of me not to perform. Well, you're missing out on the money. I was like, Oh, it's stupid of you to do something you're not good at, but I don't tell you how to do your job. Right. Like, <laughs> right. You know, like right. <laughs> I know a thing and I just do a hundred percent of that. Like you come to my show and I'm on the mic the whole time and we're engaging the audience and we're, we're timely and we're, we're the show keeps moving and we're, it's well orchestrated and, and I'm not going to make you endure me performing because I want to make an extra 50 bucks. Like that's right. never, you know, I don't know. But I feel like, yeah, I don't know. I feel like I've never been financially motivated because like I thought, why would I get into drag if I wanted to be like, these bills have to get paid and all this stuff. It was like, yeah. I mean, like, I know, I know for sure. I've had a couple nights where I'm like, okay, I need to make this amount of money. And like, just to kind of get, put toxic on. Put toxic on. Exactly. Yeah. We're going to do <laughs> yeah. a song everyone likes, but right, you know, right. at the end of the day, I would much rather do something else that like I'm up there having yeah. fun for because at the, if I didn't make that extra $50, I'm going to beat myself up for even going like, you know, yeah. like no, I could have totally. done something. I could have taken another client at work. Like I could have done something yeah. else. <laughs> well, for me, it's because I am like an outside business with Berlin that I do like, um, I don't want it to sound like I'm Scrooge McDuck, like, you know, swimming in the money. But like, when you come into the door, you give to the bank and the bank goes to pay the Queens and it goes to me. And I use that to fly people in. Like I'm a separate yeah. business outside of Berlin. Okay. So like I'm making money off of the door and I'm using that, like, uh, you know, I'm making money off the door. I don't, I, I, I'm not like, I, I'm not rich as shit, but I'm doing fine based on that. So, yeah. you know, uh, obviously times go up and times go down. Uh, but, uh, yeah, I don't know. I just, it's never been like a super urgent thing to me. Uh, but when I do every three years, it's like, I make fucking a lot. Of I, uh, we recently <laughs> saw you do a performance. <laughs> and <it was laughs> yes. Fantastic. Bad. I feel like, I, I don't know if Mike, if I don't know if I've told Mike this, the first time I went to Chicago as an adult, I was, I think it was like, I was 24 or so almost 10 years ago. Um, I was at Berlin one set, uh, like the Saturday night was like a Robin party. Okay. Like was, they played all Robin. And then the next night we went and there was a drag show and I feel like you performed. And That's I want to say, I want to say this that was like did, nine or 10 uh, years ago. Kelly Clarkson's uh, yeah, doesn't stronger. kill you makes you stronger. Yeah. That used to be the one that I would do because they would say, you have to do a song. And I would go, okay, I'm going to do fucking stronger. You're going to watch me do fucking stronger for the third week in a row. And there's your goddamn performance you require. Because yeah, I remember was everyone, was, everyone was doing like random songs that I'd never heard before or like had heard maybe once. And then you came on with that. And I was like, okay, <laughs> one song that I know. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it was kind of my like uh, it was it was me being a brat a little bit because I just never wanted to do it. <laughs> yeah, no, no, I don't blame you. There are nights that I'm like, I would just rather talk on the microphone, please. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, oh God. Speaking of Chicago. Um, yeah. Oh, sorry, I was just gonna say you've traveled a lot. You should be sorry. <laughs> what? <laughs> what do you see? <laughs> 
What do you see as the big difference between Chicago drag and other cities, like major cities? Oh, man. Um, I was thinking about this a lot, like especially traveling more. I feel like we have kind of like people like me and Lucy and people that are kind of like, uh, you know, the uh, Mount Rushmore heads, you know, like Mm -hmm. uh, kind of the people who are there to say no. And I think that every city needs kind of like uh, a few um, people in charge that aren't assholes. Like, um, <laughs> would you say like a benevolent dictator? Like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, like you have to, is that the right way to say it? Like yeah, people yeah. who are there, but their job is to say no. I truly mm-hmm. believe that every drag show would be better if there was someone going, no, I'm sorry. Because I think that, what leads us into tricky territory is when people go, I want everyone to have a, a, a place. I want everyone to be able to thrive. And it's like, that is a hundred percent doable, but you're still going to have to tell people no. And right. so many show directors are either iron fist about it or, and they're like, no, no, you don't come no. in. You don't come in. It's, and it's just like a group of six friends and there's no upward mobility and everyone resents them and they're there till they die. And, you know, they talk about them like community leaders, but all the queens are like, oh, God, I'm so right. Five queens are get all the spots. Or you're just like, <laughs> yeah, everyone's allowed to do whatever. And then there's no, there's no, you know, um, accountability. There's no like, you know, it's just a free for all. And, and you need, you do need community people going, all right, you're allowed to do what you want. And we want to have a good mixed show full of a lot of everything. But you guys got to keep those fucking shoes on. You guys gotta, <laughs> yeah. you know, keep those mixes under fucking ten minutes. You gotta, hey, stop, hey, no more ballads, guys. We gotta peel back on these ballads. Like, you have to have that. And sometimes it does put you in a sticky situation with people that are your friends or your coworkers that you know you are the one to say no. But I think overall that a lot of people would agree that a, a scene does better when there's someone in charge that is uh, that is saying. I love you, but no. Like it's very yeah. mom dad energy. It's yeah. like I love you, yeah. but let's let's cool it on that a little. You've done that song a hundred times. Like I love you, but we're not doing that anymore. Or you know, just shit like that. Um, yeah, so I think that's. What I I need. know I'm I'm with you on the. Can you can we keep our mixes under you know six minutes? Like yeah, nobody wants you to do a full fucking monologue from every '90s <laughs> movie that you fucking love. Like. I this is do, all I of New York here describing. Right? <laughs> I will quote. <laughs> I will quote Clueless all fucking day, and I'll do. I would recite the movie from start to finish. Nobody's gonna pay me to do that. Like nobody needs <laughs> yeah. to sit through that. Nobody. It's, <laughs> it's definitely not an ideal thing. Like I don't like being the one who's like telling people how to do their craft, but. Mm. I've learned as I've gotten older and become, you know, more smooth with how I say things. Cause I used to just be like, I don't like this. No, like, and, and you can't do that. And, but also in the beginning I was kind of shaking my dick around because I was new and no one was really listening to me. You know what I mean? Uh, yeah. But at this point, this point, like it really is a conversation between you and everyone you work with. And I'm, uh, I'm in charge of putting, you know, a couple of shows on. So and I work with what, like 15 people a week, I really do have to yeah. text them and say, Hey girl, what are you thinking about doing? Actually, we should take it in this direction because I think that would be good for this week. Like, let's focus on mm-hmm. more of this. Like, 
And it, if it does come from a good place and they know that I'm saying, I want to make money off of you and I want you to scoop as much money as possible as yeah. well. And that mm-hmm. I'm not just saying like, do this, do this. I think, people, <laughs> I think people do understand that. And I think that's, uh, you know, it's, it's definitely a hard balance to keep. It's just like any other job. I mean, if you're in charge of telling people what to do, I mean, especially we're fucking drag queens. Like 90% yeah. of us like don't have other jobs because drag, maybe is, we're not drag takes up so much time. And if you're not, yeah. I feel like if you're not self-motivated, you're not going to make it work. And also yeah. like, you know, I, in going into something, I am the type where I want to know what you, how you guys run things. I want to know what's expected because yeah. I don't want to just show up like some bitches and treat it like I think I'm Beyonce. Yeah. Because that happens like in Nashville, our open stage nights that we have, those bitches have done drag one time. They think they are fucking the winner of every contest ever. And they yeah. act like you ain't shit. And it drives me nuts when a girl with peanut butter eyebrows and one wig tries to tell me something. I'm like, you shut the fuck up. You know nothing. Yeah. I, that, it, I mean, that definitely exists in every scene. And I think our, because we kind of, I, I think I tried to like in the beginning, uh, well, let's see, we've been doing Crash Landing, which is our amateur show for the last like four and a half years. So almost five years. Was that and the I, Shrek thing? Was that the Shrek? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. bitch! I have Isn't been talking great? about it since we got back from Chicago. So fun. <laughs> uh, so, so, like, I try to keep a, like, I try to say, like, it is really important that we move people up, but there's still like accountability. So, like, that's a big mm-hmm. thing for me. So it's yeah. like we have to actively put in things where we say, like, we want you to do better. We want you to get these spots in the main shows. But like, just so you know, how you act on stage and how you act off stage are very important. And we're not just going to promote anyone, but we're going to give you the full tools to succeed. And if you don't, then like, hey, it's kind of on you. Your story is not necessarily written. You can always, you know, continue to try something new. Like, that's kind of like an open dialogue we have. But like, as far as girls prancing in and going, I own this place, I mean... I kind of own this place. So like, fuck off. Like, don't talk right. to me. Like, <laughs> yeah. like and, and exactly. I would say that. I would say that. I would say, hey, I've, I've the way you're talking princess. to people, they're not liking it. I would, I would peel it back. You're turning people off. And you're not disinvited from the party, but we need you to take an etiquette class. Uh, I've seen, I've seen princess, like, look at somebody and go, hey, not here. You're not going to act like that. And I'm like, oh. yes. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Thank you, God. <laughs> That is kind of my favorite dynamic where it's like uh, they think that things are a little too cash. And then uh-huh. like, the uh, the person in charge goes, hey, you know, we don't do that here. Like, <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> there has to be accountability. Like, they're really. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. Especially um, for us. We're a ragtag group of like wild and crazy people who can't get regular fucking jobs and don't like to listen I to authority. Fucking- I mean. Every time I'm in that, like, the dressing room at Berlin, I'm like, this is the place. Like, these bitches are <laughs> fucking hilarious the whole time. I'm just, like, like standing in the corner, like, I don't know anybody. I know maybe one person. <laughs> and I'm just standing there, and I'm just staring at everyone because I'm like, wow, you're so interesting, one, to look at. <laughs> they're so creative. And then also, they're really fucking funny, and I'm just trying to eavesdrop the entire time. <laughs> we- 
Well, I'm big on too. Like, if new people come in the dressing room, I try to be like, "This is Tracy. 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 This is yeah. Nico. This is Princess. This is like." I think that's an important thing too. Like, because I yeah. know cause we have we have like you know two or three people every show that come in from out of town, and like mm-hmm. I've definitely been in spaces where I just walk in and no one says hi to me, and I'm just like, <laughs> okay. Fucking thing. Well, hospitality <laughs> is like pretty important so like i try to lead with that and then it makes you just instantly can you can connect and get comfortable in your space and like that's i don't know i think hospitality is really important backstage absolutely do you feel kind of a weight to be like an arbiter of talent like people that come through just or do you yeah, like do you feel responsible SAT question oh, sorry <laughs> yeah what's an arbiter like what's um arbiter? the the end of the line like you're the person who makes the decision do you're you feel like you're culti- cultivating the talent in, in the you're spaces the, that you're in? You're the final I, boss in this Mario titty game. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, thank you. Um, <laughs> I get it now. Um, <clears throat> I, I take on that role because I like it, but with that comes, you know, like the, the it's double-edged sword because then everyone who does it make it goes what did I do? Why do you hate me? You know, so like I try to consciously, as I say, water the flowers, you know, when the newbies mm-hmm. come in, make sure that they know that, you know, this is a safe space that you can come up and try new things. It's not always going to work out, but we'll tell you when it does and we'll nicely smile when it doesn't, but you know, like, yeah. uh, but I, I like to be that person because I think I have a good discerning eye and I think I'm a good uh, judge of character and, uh, you know, I, I like all types of drag and I think a good mm-hmm. show should have all types of drag. And uh, I'm not just like you, you know, it's not like a pageant system where it's like, you need to get your costume from this person. You need to get your hair from this person. I would rather everyone look kind of different. So I think if you keep the principles, but you kind of work with it, like I was saying before, you work person individually and like, Hey, you know, what would be better if you kind of shaped this up or if you, you know, just individually, like, cause I don't know, I've always been a better, like, foreman than a worker be like i've been better yeah. at like helping other people than like think, joining the workforce <laughs> do you think do you think that's a single child thing because i'm an only child so. as well and okay. i would rather just do shit i would rather just do it myself like yeah I, it's not that i don't think you're capable but like i know how i want it done so i would like to do that for me hey what was that noise sorry that was my phone <laughs> Oh my um, God. Awkward. <clears throat> um, yeah, I don't know. I guess I'm just kind of used to doing things myself and I, I like it. Like I'm always like mm-hmm. in group situations, I'm kind of the one being like, all right, how can we get this done? Like uh, very like shake Kool-Aid, like who's after peppermint? We, you guys know this. <laughs> it's always been my personality. It's like, you know, it's like controlling things for the greater good, just because you're not afraid to be the one to get in charge. You know, when the, when the right, check comes yeah. to the table, I'm like, all right, guys, see that, let's do that money. Like it just helps things move quicker. Yeah. And like, right. you know, it's some people, a lot of people feel uncomfortable in that position. And as long as I'm not an evil mm-hmm. dictator, like I, 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 I kind of like being <laughs> well, that friend. And for most of my friends, I am that friend. Cause it's just a natural thing to me. I'm just like, what, what, what did you call it earlier? A benevolent, what? Dictator. <laughs> dictator. <laughs> benevolent dictator. <laughs> Um, I love that. Um, so we all three have one person in common and we love nope. her here at Gay Space Pod. Nope. Uh, did you say nope? Nope. <laughs> How did you and Princess meet? Uh, 
first night I ever met Princess, I was at Spin Nightclub, which is now closed. And this is probably like, well, I guess it's eight, nine years ago because it was during her season. And I watched her watch herself get eliminated. Oh, no. Yeah, it was pretty bad. Uh, but she was just like kind of in the corner, just like sitting, sitting on the stage, I think. But uh, and then she, I would just like introduce myself and then. She was like, I like your ring or what? I don't know. We were just like, we're making small talk. And then I went to Madonna Rama one night with one of my friends. Oh, and, uh, that's her, I was her like, shit. <laughs> yeah, that is her shit. And yeah. I was just like, hey, like, I met you before. Can I buy you a shot? Because I, I didn't have any drag friends really. like, Or I had very mm-hmm. few, you know? And it was a small scene. And, and she was on TV and she was like a big deal. And she was working at Spin. Like, I wanted to work at, I wanted to do all this stuff. So I was just trying to be, you know, kind of handshaky and whatever. And so, uh, I guess there's probably a better word than handshaky. Uh, <laughs> nope, not in the gay community. That's hello. <laughs> I, was, I was trying to be, uh, to network or whatever, you know. And so, yeah. we just randomly got each other's numbers, became good friends. And uh, then she moved back to Nashville. And I don't know. We just, we just always hit it off. I think we were like drinking buddies in the beginning because, you know, she would always want to go out. Yeah. I would always want to go out. And, like, I just – we were on the same wavelength because there was a lot of, yeah. like, bullshit that would happen. I mean, now I think Chicago definitely has a bigger, like, hold on, like, the behind-the-scenes stuff because of, like I was saying, like, we're more like, okay, guys, we don't act like this here. Like, we need to yeah. do better. She Spin, things got a little lax, and they were kind of allowed to do whatever they want, and there was a lot of insanity going on there sometimes. And uh, I think we had – similar understandings of like we were like people that were in insane situations and we were like okay i'm not crazy right like we would kind of have those moments <laughs> like, you know we were, we would her and i have over, had like, that conversation too <laughs> right so like everyone else is fucking crazy over here but me right yeah no yeah you're right yeah. like those people are nuts yeah i love that that's awesome yeah. um so that's all. Oh, I'm okay. So here's one of the questions I wanted to ask you for sure. Um, <laughs> for those of you who don't know, Mike, you might have to make that edit, that silence part go away. Um, for, those, for our <laughs> listeners that don't know, you have a song that you play all the time, and it's <laughs> Jai Ho by the Pussycat uh-huh. Dolls, right? The greatest so, song ever written. <laughs> Well, I noticed recently that you're like trying to find a new one. So what about Jai Ho makes it a Jai Ho anthem for Chicago? Because I know everyone fucking loves it there. It's really funny. Like it actually is like a really big thing now. Like whenever I post it, my story gets like an extra like 2000 fucking views and stuff. Like, I'll be like All right, today is the crowning of the new Jai Ho. So like Jai Ho is the greatest it's like the greatest song ever written. Um, and you don't have to agree with that because it's just a fact. It's fine. But it's the greatest song ever written. No matter who you are, when you hear it, you just start moving. It puts you in a good mood. You, once again, yeah. you don't have to like it. You just, you now you're like, you're just thinking about it. Like it's, oh, you know so it. Then, like, I've been listening to it all day. Because it's great. Like, it was playing in my head earlier. If you yeah. hear it in the club, <laughs> if you hear it in the club, like, it's over. Like, yes, it's a corny, like, middle school dance song, but it is over if I hear that at fucking Oscars. Are you kidding? So, like, now that that's a category of song to me. So there's, like, yeah. um, like I mean, it's made Joe. its way down here. 
yeah. it's made its way down here. So yeah, there you go. It's really doing it. <laughs> so every like six months, I'll, I'll announce a new Jai Ho. So they're categorically a Jai Ho. They will never be the queen, but Jai Ho is its yeah. own category. And so the new my- one is uh, Banjo. By, uh, oh, by BB Zahara Benet. It is it's so good. It's so good. It has to be wacky. It has to be, uh, doesn't totally make sense, but uh, <laughs> it's, it's like more chorus than it is anything else. Like it's just like a yeah. good chorus that kind of repeats and it puts you in a good mood and it's just kind of wacky. Yeah. I yeah. love that. I love that. Um, I love that a couple of the options, one of them was, uh, Life is a Highway by Rascal Flatts. Oh, okay, that was more of a troll because it pissed everyone off. <laughs> oh, it does. Well, you know what I real like uh, <laughs> thought about the other day. Rascal Flats are like really big LGBTQ supporters. <laughs> I don't no, know they're if not. That. They really are actually. <laughs> didn't the main? Didn't the main guy? Wasn't he at like the Trump thing? Wasn't he no. at Trump's? No. No, they have like a gay, like a gay following. I'm sure they're called like Rascal Fags or something. But <laughs> wait, is this really... real? I thought that they yeah, were no, not. it's very real. It's well, very real. <laughs> I did not know about that either. Really? Oh, country music is, you know, well, I'm from Tennessee, so there we go. There's that. Brett Michaels uh, voted for Trump, and that broke my fucking Gross. heart because I was the biggest Rock of Love person it just really hurts imagine oh. all of the herpes that is on that fucking <laughs> show <laughs> i love that show My favorite show um of all time. i loved flavor of love that was the one i always got into oh hell with yeah Del- with delicious when she won i was so excited about it well spoiler alert <laughs> Wait, oh, delicious. sorry for those of you who haven't watched the show from 20 years ago. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, was it Delicious? Wait, who was it? It was Delicious won season two because Hoops won first season. Oops. Oh, okay. <laughs> God. Um, can we talk about the night that y'all worked together that Tracy got fired? Oh, oh my Jesus. God. <laughs> I feel like I guard this story and tell it sparingly because I don't want a certain bar that it happened at to not have me anymore. Because <laughs> um, they were not happy after that. They we were not happy. Say, we don't have to say where. We just say, Okay. Yeah. Okay. okay. <laughs> we just say y'all were hosting a show together. Yeah. Yes. And we were so excited because it was the first time you had come to Nashville. Oh. And we, it was, I think it was the first time you and I worked together ever. Right. Other than and just like, this was like five years ago too. It was a while ago. It was a very no, long I'm, time ago. Yeah, it was a while. It was a long, longer than five years for sure. Really? <laughs> well, this woman, T Rex is performing, and this woman is so drunk, so drunk, and she's making an ass out of herself. And so me, T Rex, and the other host decide to just go in on her. Yeah. <laughs> like, well, she. Like, well, hardcore. I wasn't performing. I was doing stand-up. Stand-up, that's right, yeah. She's talking loudly, so I was like, who are you? And then she started screaming, I'm... I still remember her name. Oh, my God. I (laughs) check up on her every now and then. Uh, (laughs) Online, I look her up. She's like, I'm blah, 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 from channel blah, 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 news and all this stuff. And and so I'm like, kind of... I put the mic near her to just kind of get her to say her name. She takes the mic, and then we end up 
basically for five minutes, the audience is yelling, give her the mic back. And I'm, I'm literally just like, what do I do? And she's on the mic talking security or the management has to come down and like wrestle the mic out of her hand. And <laughs> someone starts taking video. And I like, I was just saying, cause I was like, well, I lost my whole stand-up thing. Like, I lost it. There's nothing's going to happen. Like, just get the mic back. Get me off the goddamn stage. Like, you know when you're just going right. insane? Yeah. Just like, get me out of here. And so uh, so I start calling her, like, come on, give, give me the mic. Come on, give me the mic. You want to give me the mic? Like a dog. Like, I'm just like, well, fuck. Now I'm just going <laughs> to And so then she is like, the people are like booing her, and it's like a whole debacle. And then she says uh, on the mic, she's like, all the anchors on blah, 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 news are gay. I love gay people. All the anchors that work there are gay. And so the whole night kind of wraps up. She's mean mugging me the rest of the time. Like it was just, mm-hmm. I'm like, man, we're like, can we, can we go get drunk at this goddamn bar? Cause I don't have time for this shit. <laughs> and so we just, we go, we get drunk. And then I wake up the next day and someone had posted on Facebook, literally a snippet of her. I'm blah, blah, blah from blah, blah news. And all of the, uh, the anchors are gay. And I said, all right, bitch, let's party. So I put that up on Twitter and I said, here's <laughs> at channel blah, blah, blahs at what her name was saying that everyone that works at her place is gay. Mind you, this is a girl who was like confronting everyone. She was fucking wasted. Like she wasn't she just was, messy. She was yeah. the worst. And she had also, uh, you guys had warned me before I even got there. You're like, watch out. This girl's a fucking nightmare. So yeah, cause she does this every week. She did it every Sunday night every sunday night i mean it was yeah. absurd yeah and they're like so yeah she wrestled a mic for me i was like okay let's fucking party so uh she got fired <laughs> <laughs> and then yeah. someone had to someone had to take the blame for it here and it was me <laughs> I, don't, I don't understand how you got wrapped into it i never me because yeah. i kept after like after t-rex locked on stage and we were bringing on the next person i would just made fun of the woman anyway. Oh. <laughs> like, she apparently was an Emmy winner, and I was like, whoa, I bet that Emmy didn't teach you to shut the fuck up, like, and stuff like that. <laughs> oh, so, <laughs> Yeah, she has a new job, and she seems to be doing very well. I, I would assume she's sober, but after she lost her job, I mean, honestly, I don't feel really bad for her, because, like, this woman wasn't just bad. She was a fucking nightmare, and she, she yelled out, like, all these people are gay, and, like, to wrestle yeah, the mic out of people's hands. She wasn't doing... Like, she wasn't like being like a fun drunk white girl like oops no. i got on stage it's my bachelor part or bachelorette party like you know it was oh, a I'll go back situation down it was it was, it was awkward and uncomfortable yeah and like you know as much as i love it <laughs> that bar now like you know i look back looking back at it i'm like should have just shut the fuck up tracy and just let it go but yeah. you know in that moment like you know whatever but they had to they had to do what they had to do and you know i'm yeah. we're all good so you're you, I'm not yes. worried about it you're good um yeah. speaking of mistakes on stage t-rex no! what is <laughs> <laughs> what are um what are your biggest like drag pet peeves when you're like please don't fucking do that oh crazy i'm making doing a britney spears song <laughs> oh, God. with a with a rap part yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Where you didn't even wrap it and then you just walk in. <laughs> um, I think I, uh, honestly, I'm down for pretty much anything as long as I have a warning. So when people spill liquids and glitter and 
and just shit everywhere, but don't give us a warning, which we like, I, of course, as a fucking insane person at the beginning of every show, like uh, at the beginning of every week before a show, we'll send a message. It says like, if you have any cleanup, if you have anything uh, that you need mics, blah, 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 uh, just let us know. And we'll make sure you have it. And when people don't do that and I have to like vamp while someone has to clean up, like, you know, <laughs> some sort of like, like baby oil that you were it was all over your body and then you smeared it all over the stage or glitter or like, I'm like, you're wasting my time. Like this is not. Yeah. Right. And I have that such a personality where if I, like I look at the time frame and the show is 10 minutes behind that, I'm like going slowly insane in my head while fake <laughs> smiling. So I'm just like, okay, well this is your fault. So, so I don't know. Yeah. But yeah like I said, I, I've gotten nicer in my old age. I used to. Just your old age. Go, well, you know, I mean, I've been doing this 10 years. But I, I think I'm older just than go up you. to someone. How old are you? <laughs> Thirty-three. Oh, I'll be thirty-two in two weeks. Yeah, so your old age. <laughs> how long have you been doing drag? Uh, it'll be 2012, so eight years. Oh, okay. Yeah. How, when I you got started, started. good. <laughs> God, <laughs> I have no idea. I don't think I've ever done it. I think I'm just cross-dressing. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I'm supposed to maybe possibly host a drag race viewing party this Friday of Tracy on her couch watching the show. Oh, yeah. So, how would, would you do that on Insta? Probably Insta or Facebook, one of the two. Yeah. Um, I don't know how well it'll go. We're giving it a shot. I have new T-shirts, so mainly Ooh. to promote that. You just kind of push that. <laughs> Um, <laughs> give it a shot. Speaking of Drag yeah. Race, you host a very popular viewing party in Roscoe's. Um, what's that I like? Did. Do you love doing it? <laughs> well, I did when we were still an active society. <laughs> yeah. Fucking A. Um, I mean, that's the, the best fucking gig. I mean, it really is the shit, dude. I love my job. Uh, it's obviously a lot of work and it's stressful because I'm, you know, I'm dealing with like three or four special week uh and you just got to keep the show moving but it's so fucking fun and and drag races you know it's it's gay football it it gives us (laughs) something to unite over we get mad together we get confused together we get frustrated we get excited we cheer for a a, a rising phoenix together like it's such a cool thing as a community to come together and eat chicken tenders and uh get mad at aiden zane like as a community you know it's really (laughs) what have you been you're like favorite moments <laughs> while hosting um <laughs> when uh <laughs> we all hate her so much <laughs> poor thing that poor um, thing with her eye her contacts oh anyway when, uh, go ahead sorry no uh when in trixie's documentary you can see it when she wins at roscoe's and uh you know, it's just been <laughs> such an honor to see myself crying in HD on Netflix every night <laughs> to go to sleep too. So I know when I watched it the first time, like I didn't realize you were in it, and I saw it, and I was like, "Oh, hey, oh, oh, she's crying. <laughs> oh, what's that?" <laughs> it was a lot. It was a big night. It was a crazy night. I remember watching it from someone's cell phone. So yeah, I mean, that was that's wild, and I love that Willem is sitting there with. Uh, the biggest eye makeup ever that she's ever had. Just like, yeah. whatever. Congrats, girl. <laughs> yeah. 
that was definitely a highlight. I mean, I honestly, I, I would have fun every week when I was there because it was just now it's driving me insane. I like want to be back there because it's I don't yeah. know. It's it, it unites us, but it's also shady and just drag. Like oh, I love it so much. And Roxbury is really uh, good to me. They let me do whatever I want, and they really trust yeah. me. And I'm very thankful for them. And a, a plug for you. You're still hosting like a, a live viewing party kind of thing on Instagram, right? Yeah, I'm questioning if I want to keep doing it because I like it, but I don't know. I I want to limit my content that I'm putting out to just putting out really good stuff because I, I, I'm seeing so many people go live and all this stuff. And it's like, I don't want people to become desensitized to it so that they don't click on my links anymore or whatever. Mm-hmm. Like, right, I don't know. Right. I'm, an insane planner, so maybe I'm just planning my own demise. But uh, <laughs> so when I inevitably fail, um, but uh, yeah, I don't know. We'll see. I'm gonna keep doing that for now. But moving over to Twitch is really what we're focusing on right now for matinee, and so uh, I'm just trying to make sure that goes good. But uh, and then basically just expanding that format as much as I can for my other shows. It's really been kind of a game of like, is this gonna work? Are we gonna get shut down for copyright? Or you know, mm-hmm. like. I really don't know. Like that's, uh, it's been frustrating. We did get shut down once, uh, for copyright on Instagram and the sound is awful. And I don't know. I just, I'm yeah. trying to kind of get in a comfortable space and then expand to the formula that we're used to. You know? yeah. yeah. I know. I've watched it a couple of times and paid as much attention to it as I can. I watched a uh, drag matinee on Saturday. It was fun. Oh, nice. Yeah. Thank you. I, also was drinking a bottle of vodka while I was watching it. So <laughs> at one point I uh, at one point I just kind of walked away and was like, last question about you or okay. well, it doesn't have to be, but so outside of uh, hosting gigs, you also host a podcast. Uh, yes. What's the tea? How did that Don't all tea. start? Um, so I hosted with Lucky Stiff and, uh, Trey came to us and was like, I want to do a thing at the Centron Halstead, which is our gay center here. It's like, uh, you know, it's in Boys Town. They do like community outreach, stuff like that. They raise money. Um, and it it was just going to be like a panel and include a bunch of like drag queens and just be like community talk back. And then like a couple hours before he on a whim was like, I'm going to record it. Let's just record it. Um, and it was like mildly successful. Uh, but then we put it up and people liked it. And uh, then we did another one like two months later. People liked it. And, and the center like fired the person who was in charge of events. So we're like, fuck this. Why don't we do it somewhere else? And then we're like, let's just, it's a podcast. It's like we're looking at a podcast, but we just haven't formulated it correctly. Right. Um, so we kind of got rid of the live audience. And, uh, you know, I have a, we have an amazing access to tons of uh, famous drag queens here that come in and out of town all the time. So, uh, it was just kind of obvious and, and it's really caught on and uh, like things are a little lighter and, and wackier. Like when I'm at Roscoe's and obviously, you know, it's a little more short form because I'm in between commercials and in front of an audience and it has a different mm-hmm. vibe. But when we sit them down and get to ask them about history and how they came to be and um, the emotional stuff, but also we're cracking jokes and drinking champagne and, and uh, it's me and lucky uh, who is, um, a uh, drag queen but also um uh is, is trans and and is like definitely an empath and i'm just this like barrel of you know bricks <laughs> that just comes and screaming and yelling and and lucky is just really emotional and thoughtful about everything so 
it's a nice little dynamic we have and we just get drunk and uh uh it's been really cool we we just had bob the drag queen on uh i think we're about to do ben de la creme and we've had trixie and princess and just so many people and uh it's nice because it's just an open conversation and we're just kind of riding the wave it's been lovely i'm a big fan of it i like it thank you when are you gonna book Derek berry (laughs) (laughs) you know we were just talking about because we have a sorted history i was talking to uh Follow the drag queen about it. And she was like, you should just have her on the podcast. Maybe it would help. Because <laughs> we go in and out of I make jokes and she doesn't like them. And uh, yeah. So that maybe I should. Maybe I should. Just air it out. Oh my God. I'm- <laughs> yeah. Now, I like is everybody. It- <laughs> <laughs> okay, one, two, three. Q and Q and gay. Okay, God. with my we did it. Tray. Oh. <laughs> oh, Jesus! Can you please not judge us? Okay. <laughs> this dog and pony show. <laughs> I find it's right, better so, if we just fuck it up. <laughs> yeah, no, I like it. <laughs> well, so these questions. <laughs> <laughs> your friends with trashyotomy. Um, oh, speaking of, we we're supposed. Princess wanted us to ask you why you call me Tammy Actime. Um, do you know you're on my phone as tracheosotomy? Yeah. <laughs> it took me forever. I was like, I don't think I have her number. And I was looking under uh, the wrong thing. It's tracheosotomy. Um, I love it. I love it. I, I don't know why. I think it's just because it's funny. Because you're clowning oh, yeah. like me. And I just yeah, like to totally. fuck uh, yeah. Princess made it seem like there was a story. Yeah. <laughs> oh. No, I mean, she was like, "You have to ask her." We're like, "Okay." <laughs> well, I no, just, just want you to, to know. I just want you to know my next T-shirt that's coming out is um, it just says Tammy Ectomy written on notebook paper over and over again. <laughs> oh, that's cute. <laughs> so it looks that's like really this. I don't know if you can tell. It'll look like yeah. It'll look like yeah. that. Is it <laughs> like an all-over over print? Yeah, it'll be an all over print, but in like certain places, it'll say Tracyotomy, you know, just to yeah. really drive home that <laughs> whatever my name is this week, we don't know. Yeah, you need <laughs> little like hearts with like little like arrows going through it. Yeah. Like, or yeah. The, the little S thing that people would draw on their papers with like the six oh. lines and the, you know, like make it look like a notebook. <laughs> Absolutely. I love that. Okay, so here we are Q and Game, I can try. These questions are not about you, but they're about you. So take them as seriously as you want. And answer Very clear. As, cool. much as, you can, as much as you feel like answering. Okay. Um, when you were a kid, what was a toy that you never got that you always wanted? Oh, mine says Barbie for sure. Oh, fuck yeah. Oh. That's great. My mom I- wouldn't let me have anything Barbie <laughs> because she said that she wasn't allowed to have Barbie stuff because it's a poor representation of women. Oh wow! What? And it wasn't a it, it wasn't a gay thing. It was a the body was like uh, like clownishly fake, and that was what pissed her off. Like she was oh, like, yeah. "Women don't look like this. Women look like they have curves," you know. So my mom was like, "Barbie's trash." Like, <laughs> mommy T Rex, the feminist. Yeah, we love so a feminist mom. She wouldn't let me have it for those reasons, not because you know. I mean, I was obviously a little saggy, but she's just like, "That's not real." <laughs> So then I was like, okay, well, now I will become that. (laughs) (laughs) 
Mike, did you ever have a my size Barbie? <laughs> no. I barely even I got did. the doll that I wanted. <laughs> What'd you want? I wanted a um stretch armstrong. Stretch armstrong. Oh. <laughs> oh my god. And then do you remember the day that yours broke? Because I remember. Yeah. And that's <laughs> it's like fructose corn syrup or whatever's inside just yeah. starts leaking all over the house, ruining your yeah. mom's carpet. Or yeah. like I remember the first time I took like this the sticky hand that you get in like the twenty five cent machine and I just yeah. fucking walked like whacked it all the way to the <laughs> ceiling and it stayed there forever. And then finally, of course, there's like a huge stain and like my mm-hmm. mom was so irritated and I was just like, I just wanna have fun. God. It's like ruining um, the house with my shitty toys. Oh yeah. Oh no, I did too. And did you have the problem with like you would get board games as a kid, but your mom didn't want to play them? <laughs> so you. This is the only child play with the board it? game by yourself. Yeah, I'm not. This is our only child corner, right? So you yeah. know when you're hanging out every day with your mom, with your divorced mom. <laughs> oh, no, essentially. And she doesn't want to hang out with you. Yeah, no, yeah, yeah, no. no, I know that. Yeah, no, yeah. I, my mom got, my mom and my dad got divorced when I was six. So for as long as I remember, it was always just me and my mom. And I remember being like, do you want to play 13 Dead and Drive with me? And no. her response was always, no. <laughs> oh, when I tell you I was the fastest, like, uh, computer solitaire player you would ever see, because I would just sit uh-huh. at home and just, or that game with the cat that um, chases the mouse. Yeah. Like all the computer <laughs> games that you play alone, Minesweeper. Oh, anything that required having no friends, I'd fucking ace that. No, no friends. Me no friends. I was um, like, leave me alone. <laughs> right. Oh, no, I'm still that Please way. go away. <laughs> I, that's why I really enjoyed this first uh, three weeks of vacation, as I'm calling it, because I don't want to be alone or I don't mind being alone. Um, okay, next question. What's a song you never want to hear again? It could be a drag song. It could be a song on the radio. It doesn't matter. You know what song I think is one of the worst songs ever written? Fight song. (laughs) (laughs) This is my fight song. Take back my life song. What a Fucking oh, oh my god! If I never heard that, in my that whole is a female life. empowerment I, ballad. What are you talking? Not about. Oh, I actually want to empower my fist through my fucking TV. Oh my not, god! What? Not when they used it as a Ford Explorer commercial years ago. <laughs> it's not a female song. Also, I saw a drag queen with peanut butter eyebrows do it in boxing gloves one time. So <laughs> that. Oh my god! Me and me and Kim used to always go through the gro- through the grocery store through the uh, jewelry district. And they have like yeah. very specific like uh, drag queen sections where it's like lightning bolt earrings, a necklace that says cool, a necklace that has a strawberry on it. And like we would play like, all right, what is the basic drag queen going to look at this and go, oh my God, I'm going to do cool for the summer in this necklace that says cool on it. <laughs> or like, what is a song about electricity? Because I'm wearing these fucking pleather like I had those earrings, <laughs> brown pleather lightning bolt earrings, oh and we used to go through and and like hold up something and and like come up with like the joke shitty songs because like <laughs> it was such an epidemic where girls would literally like 
pick the worst thing and they would like point at the piece of jewelry when the chorus would come on and we were like just uh look see the fight song cool cool for the summer right boxing gloves she fucking pointing she did a fucking like fight routine as she was performing that it everyone in that bar when it started they want we everyone went oh okay so that's happening all right here we go What's one makeup item that you can't live without? Uh, I love my uh, Ben Nye cake. Um, the the liquid set. You have to put Ooh, water in yeah. it. It's what I use to draw my big giant, like the black cat eye. I don't know. It's my mm-hmm. giant signature thing. Yeah, that's what I use for that. And I love her. Oh, and yeah, I don't I don't sweat much on my face, so it's kind of fine. And I, I don't do anything. But it is um like if if water hits it, it's like that's what activates it. So yeah. Yeah. It's my favorite. Ooh, and it's that. like it's like char like black, black, black. I love that. And I my uh what's your favorite black uh eyeshadow? <laughs> I love Bulletproof by Sugar Pill. Ooh, and okay. she's really good. They have a great red too. Um, yeah, I think that's my fave. Uh, my favorite right now is the um, fuck the Mac one. I can never think of the name of it. You so, were talking about it on Princess's podcast. Or yeah, podcast that's my. It's it's so dark, and you never have to pack it more than once. It's the greatest thing. It's oh, so, so good. Uh, <laughs> oh, pussy. All right. So um, <laughs> I have one. Yeah. Uh, what's your favorite podcast that you don't host or have been on? <gasps> oh, uh, I love Keep It. Do you guys listen to Keep It? No, Mm-mm. let's keep it. <sighs> it's uh, <laughs> Ira Madison the third. Uh, he's a writer, and then. Um, Louis Vertel, who's a writer, he works on Kimmel, and then um, Aida Osman, uh, and they're all queer, and uh, they they take in the news, and they just like are three of the like Louis and Ira are like two of the funniest people. Like they're just really really funny, and they work well together. And they just added on Aida, and they just uh, Princess listens to it, um, and and they just it's they have amazing like. Um, they just know everything about pop culture history. Like, like it's mm-hmm. like insane. No one should know this much. And they're just constantly like reading the news down. I fucking love it so much. Were they talking about Aaron, Aaron shock the other day Probably. that, Probably. yes, because one of them was like, he has an okay body. Let's face it. It's okay. And he got a little famous from it. And they just read him for fucking Phil. Maybe for voting against us. Uh, against gay rights and all this stuff for months and years. They, and all this they have talked about him for sure. And fuck yeah. that guy. Let's just, uh, let's that just put that out there. Gay space does not endorse anything that that motherfucker does. <laughs> <laughs> they're on they're on uh, Crooked Media, so I don't know, okay. like God's, uh, Pod Save the World and all that stuff. But well, like, I love Pod Save the World. They're really, really clever and I just, I, I just fan them so much. They're so fucking funny. I love it. And um, it helps okay. me like digest the news because sometimes I'm yeah. like, I don't know my point of view on this. I want to hear like-minded people roast the news and I can like <laughs> kind of get my bearings on it easier. Like I need a full like 
daily show entry into like politics because I don't yes. don't want to sit down and actually consume it because it drives me fucking insane. I want to hear it be consumed by like pop culture experts and, and people that are funny. Mm-hmm. I can't fucking stand that orange turd anyway. So just Ugh. hearing him speak makes me crazy. I, I'm so just like, just I'm sum it up and make fun of him. That's all I want. Just like give That's me all I want. bullet points and roast and I can't engage. I can't. Yes, absolutely. I can't consume anymore. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Here we go. Um, final Q and gay with Mike and Trey question. Would you See. rather have more time or more money? Oh, more money. Yeah? Oh, yeah. More money. Mike? What do you think? You explain. <laughs> go ahead. Oh, yeah, well, because if, if you have more money, you can pay people that... You can pay people and they have more time. You that's delegate. Right? Yeah. Like, you just... Yeah. You, that's the whole point of success, right? Is you don't have enough time to do things how you want them, so you pay people to do them correctly. Right? Yeah, totally. Yeah. And then you bask in your money. <laughs> Um, I just want more money because I just want to Scrooge McDuck jump into it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I don't want to be over the age of 80 years old ever. So I'm going to go with more money. Like, I, yeah, I don't think you'll probably get over pay someone to kill yourself. <laughs> I'm going to be, I, my, my friend Rachel and I used to have a pact at like 55 if I... If I wasn't like feeling it anymore, I was like, I will write a note and have it notarized that you can shoot me in the face with a gun. Take me out of this world. I'd rather be young you know, and pretty than old I and just, decrepit. I just want to tell you now, like more than ever, just like follow your dreams, you know? <laughs> <laughs> really just I be want, you. I want you to do you gal. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, All right. I think that's it for questions for us. So we like to allow our guests to also ask a question of us. Just one. (laughs) Um, Could you think of... (laughs) Why? 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 A hundred times why. (laughs) Like our first guest asked (laughs) when he said why, I said uh, because <laughs> <laughs> I th- what if it does- she said how fucking dare you <laughs> yeah my <laughs> remember who was it dribble- Vidalia uh, first, first guess oh. was Vidalia uh, no it was Lil Driblets that said why and how dare you that oh was- yeah and I said because <laughs> yeah um, oh my god favorite favorite drag queen from drag race of all time I think it says a lot about your personality Minus Trixie. Trixie Mattel. Yeah. Trixie, both, both Trixie. Well, I mean, Princess is my favorite just like because I know her and I'm really good friends with her. Yeah, but like all friendships aside, like just in terms of person who you like their content that they put out, you you like their, you know, you don't have to know them. Yeah. I'm going to go with Trixie. Yeah. Just because my, she's stupid like I am and funny. Yeah. Uh, Trixie, because I respect her music career. I really love her music. She's really good at hitting it from every angle, isn't she? Like, every time I'm like, huh. Like, yeah. she just released a movie and then a, like, two new singles and then a, you know, a I new like, makeup palette. And then, like, yeah. she's doing everything. She's, like, she's, she's like making a, fucking money. Yeah. 
I feel like she's just like a marketing genius, just yeah. really good at tagging along everything that she's doing. And I respect that. I love that we can hear Tracy pissing on the fucking sorry. microphone. I'm sorry. <laughs> oh, it's like, she's pissing, right? Are you fucking kidding me, oh Tracy? Oh my God. <laughs> How did I ever I do this? I am dead. <laughs> I didn't think you would hear it. That's <laughs> right. I well, I peeled my hands, so we're good. <laughs> Jesus. Anyway, we were talking about Trixie, piss little piss bitch. You know, whatever. It's fine. Oh, who is your favorite? I'm so sorry. <laughs> I would say I would say Trixie's up there too. Trixie and Kim, just because I enjoy. Mm -hmm. I like anyone that thinks in terms of uh, how can I turn this into a product, like. Mm. And, and uh, I think they're both engaged with their customers and fans, like in a very specific way. Like when you look at Trixie or Kim, it doesn't feel like they're trying to make a, a cash grab every second, but they're constantly giving you ways to support them. But it's mm -hmm. things that they feel good about, good, you know, makeup, music, things, you know, they're, Trixie's putting out fun videos and just like constantly engaging with fans. And like, I think that's a really good way to be. I mean, Honestly, at any yeah. level, we should all be kind of operating like that. Like, you should constantly give people a way to support you because the secret is everyone always wants to support you, but mm. we have to give them more ways to. And, uh, uh, you know, from top to bottom. Uh, and they just do a really good job at constantly putting out new stuff, new content, new looks, you know, keeping the storyline moving. I think that's really important. You can't just yeah. post on the same shit and then, you know. So I, I know yeah, we said I mean, last question, uh, but... <laughs> So you kind of, I mean, everybody knows who Kim and Trixie are. So you kind of watched them come up. Like, what was that like seeing their, their growth? <laughs> yeah. Disgusting. Disgusting. Uh, it was fucking great. I mean, anytime you watch, I mean, in, in, when we did Most Wanted back in the day, the cast was uh, Trixie. Or no, it was, sorry. Trixie would come and do it all the time. But, uh, Kim Chi, Valentine, Shea Coulee, uh, Kimora Hall, and then, yeah, Trixie was always there. And, like, we all came up together. And, like, uh, I watching a friend succeed is truly the greatest thing, like, if you're mm -hmm. not a piece of garbage. like, But, like, <laughs> is, you know, like, to be in a, in a place where I can book my friends and I can watch them week to week, like, get better and better. And then, you know, that really was, like, the golden age because we were all nothing when we all started. And then... Kim became Instagram famous and Shay was right behind her and then Trixie gets on TV and then, you know, at the same time, whenever they get famous, they go, hey guys, make sure you go to Chicago and see Drag next, like in all of their interviews. Like that was a huge time for us. Uh, mm -hmm. And to watch them succeed and, and to, you know, coattail in my own way, but to, you know, <laughs> to have my own smaller <laughs> success, obviously back home, local gal. But uh, we definitely felt, oh my God. Sorry, people are texting me. Uh, we definitely <laughs> felt a lot of good come from that. Uh, like when they got successful, there was a certain amount of, they brought us with them. You know, they didn't just get famous and go, okay, goodbye. Like, you know. Like Brooklyn Heights did? Shut up. <laughs> you rude bitch. <laughs> did she do that? She did it, and I'll keep doing it. 
<laughs> Other folks have, but whatever. Mm-hmm. Well, I don't know. I, I've always liked when someone keeps like a hometown effect to like, a drag queen that I think is like one of my top queens of all time is Willem too. Like no matter how famous you get, if you're, if you're still looking back and being like, how can I promote my community? How can I add to this community? Like that is extremely important. Like no matter where you're at, you should be, you know, in a relationship with your community where you're constantly thinking about them. You know, you, how can you help other people out? Like if you have clout to give and if, if I can help anyone out, I'll tag them in posts or, you know, share their looks or whatever. Like that's Mm -hmm. important to do. And no matter where you're at, that is a really good way to operate because people will do the same for you. And, uh, you know, it just, it looks good. It's just, feels good like that's what you should do and i don't know i think they're all people that kind of operate like that and we love to be around oh yeah i mean she's the best um who do you think like who do you want to see on drag race next like i have a couple people that i know that i for sure want to see on there but uh vanity for sure because i just think she's i just think her look like she is so funny and so talented, but like her looks are always so good. Yeah. Like, and she's been sending me stuff that like she's done while we're in quarantine and like, bitch, holy shit. That is nice. crazy. Yeah. I mean, it's just going to be out of, and then of course, Tammy Ectomy, because <laughs> I would be good for a couple gifs once in a while. <laughs> <laughs> I want to see Auntie Chan. Yeah. <gasps> Lo Tayon. I'm obsessed with her. Yeah. She's the best. <laughs> Yes. Yeah. I I mean, we have a couple that are ineligible, like Cat's ass or Lucy, you know, like. Oh, Cat. <laughs> okay. Kat, I, we could do a whole episode of Cat's ass and I would be okay with it. <laughs> yeah. She's, she's incredible. Yes. With her. Yeah. Uh, I would, yeah. I would love to see maybe Camilla Fox. Uh, I think Denali would do great. Denali's really fun. Really oh, Yeah. Her. Um, I mean, there's just so many options that they year after year don't take from. So God knows all of our auditions must be fucking. Do you think? Do you think at some point they're gonna like give into? I don't want to say pressure, but like, you know, things need to change. Obviously, they need to recognize more talent outside of, you know, straight boys or or straight or cis cis males. Um, do you think it a, a time will come where they start taking AFAB or I don't know what, if that's Trans. the correct term this week, but yeah. um, AFAB or do you think they'll take drag kings? Like I think a drag king in that competition would be hilarious because there are so many funny men you could play on Snatch Game. There are so many funny men references. Like, you know, yeah. I mean, it would just be hilarious, I think. But that's well, I've, just me. I, th- I think if they do it, they're going to do like, they're going to have a trans girl and a drag king and, you know. Yeah. Just one, one every season. Yeah. And, uh, you know, and we know the show has like very specific storylines kind of picked out from you from the jump. So God knows what mm-hmm. they decide they, yeah. they want to showcase. Do they want to showcase, hey, this is why we didn't do this the whole time? Or do they want to showcase... Uh, in the, for the first time in Drag Race history, like, look how amazing this person is! So good that they can compete <laughs> alongside these other people. Like, 
you know, yeah. they're always thinking of it narratively. And uh, I mean, if they just opened it up, I think it would do so much for the show. I mean, I, I don't think this show is showing any signs of slowing down, but like a good way to just give it a kick in the pants would be just open yeah. it up. Like there's so much that we have not seen from an entire sections of people that actively work with all of us all the time. And it's just such mm -hmm. a shame and it's just such a, I know I, I personally, it's like, not even a blind side at this point. It's not, yeah. it's not even like, it's, it's just a fucking like ridiculous. It's, it's one of those things. Like, it feels like, are we just catering to straight white people? Is that what we're doing? Because that's what it feels like. Yeah. Well, I'm like, sick of I people want... saying, oh, sorry. No, go ahead. I'm just sick of people saying like, but it's about the transformation. RuPaul cares about the transformation. I was like, who the fuck cares about a transformation? I'm not like the you fucking know how, Kardashians do contouring and highlighting. That's a transformation too. What's you know the like? Janky, we look when we show up to the club in sweatpants and a, a broken yeah. shirt. We all have a fucking transformation. <laughs> who fucking yes. cares? I don't care about what walks into the dressing room. I care what, what mm -hmm. walks out of it. Like I understand that's the storyline, but focus on the. Camerons and the Rockin' Sakras and the whoever's that yeah. you want to show it's a cute boy. Don't focus on them, on the other people, just like you don't focus on heavy set people and talk about how they're cute. Like, just, just, yeah, just, I've been, you know I've noticed I mean? that too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just like focus, just, just, there's a hundred percent, like, it could be done tastefully and mm -hmm. correctly, and it's an oversight and it's, Annoying as fuck. <laughs> it drives me insane. <laughs> 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 fucking crazy. <laughs> oh my god, I want Aurora Sexton on there so bad yeah. I can't stand it. I love her. Yeah, she's incredible. Um, yeah. So we've kind of run out of time. We normally do like a Reddit section, uh, but we kind of run out of time. So I think we'll wrap things up unless there's something else oh, that we can cover. Shut up. <laughs> Unless there's something you wanted to talk about that we didn't talk no. about. No, I'm good. Just if you come to Chicago and uh, yeah. we're still an active city, uh, come to uh, Joining Matinee and listen to my podcast, The Tea. It's on uh, Spotify, Apple uh, uh, Podcasts, and uh, Stitcher. Yeah. So, stuff. What, what are your socials? Um, you've also got um, some shows, online shows. Give us the full yes. run. Yes, Dragnet Net. Watch it Dra because it's fucking amazing. Yes, it's on. It's gonna be on Twitch now, and we're working on putting the other shows on there too. Uh, right now, we're gonna try to move uh, over the finale of our uh, amateur competition, which is usually busy, and it, we put out a lot of sickening winners: Auntie Chan, Bambi Banks, uh, Auntie Heroin, uh, just a million people. XO, like, <gasps> there's a fucking. Ooh, I have such a crush on XO. <laughs> Isn't she adorable? She's the sweetest too. So um, cute. So we're going to try to move that. We're going to try to move uh, plot twists over there. Just trying to get, right now, get my bearings and see what's really successful. And, uh, uh, and you know, it's just like any other show. Like, I would rather have one, two, or three, like, really big shows that I structured the shit out of and I knew were, you know, reliable and people were going to come watch them than just try mm -hmm. to do like 10 things right now and go live every second. Like I'm really like, to, yeah. you know, cause there's so much content going out. Like I want to make sure everything I go on, every time you click on something that I put out that you're like, Oh, I could stick here for a minute that you're not, it's not just me bored, like rhyming to myself, like talking alone into, you know, <laughs> to five people, like keeping it moving. Cause there's a lot of that going on right now. So it's really about, yeah 
quality over quantity for me. And uh, we're just trying to shape it up how we can keep it, keep it moving. Uh, but I love it. Yeah. T-Rex in Chicago on Twitter and Instagram. Love it. Um, well, I, to- I just want to say, I am so glad you joined us today because I'm such a big fan of yours. And um, I appreciate you letting me be in your show a couple of times. And I can't wait to come back. Like, literally can't wait to come back. So whenever you're ready. <laughs> I'm ready. Oh my God. <laughs> yeah, girl, you should go to Berlin right now and see what happens. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm on the L right now, so I'll uh, see you there. <laughs> um, yeah, just Hi. to echo that. Where? Well, oh. I just thank you for coming on. Um, appreciate it. Thank you. Also, guys. also, thanks for always showing us a good time while we're in the city. So yes, absolutely. Always fun and to hang out with you. Next, next time you guys come here, it is fucking on. We have some time yes. to make up for it. I'll yes, tell you why. <laughs> oh my god! Can I just tell you that every time I watch Law and Order SVU, I picture you doing that fucking drag run too. <laughs> <laughs> and just. Just berating people. Give me money. Give me money, you dumb idiot. <laughs> my fucking idiot. favorite video on my phone. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Send me that. Send me that. Yes, I will. I'll do it right now, actually. Uh, <laughs> right, well, yeah. Well, thank you guys for having me. Yeah, let's yeah. my Absolutely. podcast. Come visit me in Chicago and support local drag. Absolutely. Yes, Tracy, absolutely. where can they find you on socials? At Tracy Otomy on all the things, T R A C E Y O T T O M E Y, especially She's cool because, <laughs> because a bitch is broke and she needs some money. <laughs> oh my God. Uh, you can find me at Mr. McGill. <laughs> God and bless the broken road, right? Yeah. <laughs> and follow uh, us God on bless Instagram. the broken condoms. Oh boy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh yeah my God. And follow you on instagram okay. yeah gay pod <laughs> and we just released some new merch th- threadless.gayspace.com or no yes it's a new we have three gayspace.threadless.com <laughs> three new shower curtains and a beach towel <laughs> tracy nobody's buying the shower curtain <laughs> somebody will buy the goddamn shower curtain Mike, I and i'm gonna have to curtain. autograph it i'll send it's you some adorable. pictures yeah. <laughs> uh all right thank you appreciate it Bye, y'all. We'll see you next week. Bye. Bye. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. Bye. I love you. Bye. Three, two, one, zero, zero.